0: this is no soul episode 52 back again east west connection sure?
1: am
0: i sure that's the episode number or are yeah. sure we're back again it's 52 oh. yeah, yeah 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 52 i believe two two away uh <laughs> our last time together the three of us was episode 50 for our uh who was the goat debate so here we are two episodes yeah. later we're back. First of all, Frank, how are you feeling on the west side?
1: Been great. It's bright and sunny out still, so it's tripping me out. But uh, you know, kind of keep it dark. Yeah, time <laughs> zone
0: difference. How are you feeling on the east side, Duke?
1: Living that goth style, right? <laughs> yeah,
0: always.
2: I feel like one million dollars. Thanks, John. How about you, pal?
0: Also a million, a million and change. A
2: million American or pesos?
0: Canadian. Um, Canadian. Canadian. No, a million Canadian. I was thinking
2: Um, Euros. Yeah,
0: but we're here in living color to remember uh, the great superstar Billy Graham. That's going to be episode 52 here. We're going to talk all about the superstar recently passed away. um, His birthday week here, so he almost made it to his 80th. But superstar Billy Graham often imitated. Some would argue that he was actually duplicated. I don't know. If you could say, I mean, they they attempted. We'll get into uh, the influence of superstar Billy Graham, a showman and entertainer. But um, yeah, I feel like certainly before our time, once again, with the access now through tapes, YouTube, DVDs, everything in between, we could really get to know all about these guys from yesteryear. Frank, uh, a lot of comparisons to Muhammad Ali and the, the Ali-esque promo delivery. Uh, that's got to resonate with you, at least with the superstar.
1: Yeah. It was, you know, I'd always heard like the classic superstar promos or whatever. So it was fun, like digging deeper and seeing more of the promos. And I was like, oh yeah. Cause I, you know, you'd hear them and you're like, yeah, it's like, it's a Muhammad Ali impression done a slightly worse. Right. We see guys who like try to be people, Becky Lynch is trying to be the Connors of today. Right. And it's always like, the more I watched superstar, it was like, oh yeah, this guy had it. You know what I mean? And he looked obviously great. So. Yeah, it was cool. It was cool digging back.
0: Yeah, Duke, being a transcendent talent, that's definitely something we had on our criteria when we made our GOAT list, and Billy Graham transcendent for sure. Digging back this past week, did you uh, stumble upon anything maybe that you didn't know or that you were kind of stoked to to kind of revisit with the superstar? I know you have a lot of respect for him.
2: Yeah, I've... um. I've studied a lot of him, like in retrospect, like he was before my time as well. I'm older than you guys, but, um, I saw him like as a manager. So I did get to see him as a commentator and as a manager, but like, I had no idea what he was, you know what I'm saying? Like, I saw him, you know, like we see guys a lot later in their careers, like even Andre, you know, you didn't really quite know how great he was like in his, hey, so like, it was cool for sure for me to go back and we just wanted to show some love to him. You know, I know he gets like a bad rap. He wasn't a great human, according to some people. But like, as far as the business goes, which is what we're talking about, his pro wrestling career and his impact on wrestling, like you have to you have to talk about him, man. Like, I think without him, the business isn't the same.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was saying, like transcendence and just the influence. And we'll get into the superstar. But speaking of the GOATs, speaking of the GOAT list, we waited on you to revisit our comments, our feedback from episode 50, which for all intents and purposes, is one of our more successful sort of interactive episodes. It was fun. We knew it would be. We knew the debate would sort of stir up some stuff and the debate kind of continues to rage on. But uh. I just wanted to go through some of the comments some of the other guys who, who dropped their lists <laughs> the polls <laughs> things like that um i feel like ed you know our loyal listener ed he kind of broke it down with his criteria and he's got the nature on top ed believes rick flair is the goat he also had the rock up there and frank rock was missing from your top 10.
1: he was he was. I had to come for Ed though in the comments, and I don't usually. <laughs> but he had the, he he said he was Team John on this one, and I couldn't stand for it. John's, you guys have no idea the the head that John has grown over the couple weeks <laughs> that we since we played this league with people agreeing with. him. But uh, you know, Ed did have the Rock number two. I get it, but I don't think the Rock. I w- he had Rocky number two. Mm-hmm. and i disagree just because i think all of that is post-wrestling rock most of it you know what i mean like yeah to like to make him mm-hmm. that household name i get it. he was huge i get it it's, and listen mm-hmm. having the rock on your list if he's number two he's number two mm-hmm. it's super reasonable it's just i disagree
0: well you and yeah. uh, ed were real quick i'll let you do but yeah. frank and uh, ed were kind of like i guess coming at each other in the comments uh you know in a nice friendly way but <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Not but in a, uh, like, you guys did see the eye, eye to eye on your hatred for Shawn Michaels blinding you so much <laughs> that you couldn't true, put true. them in the list. Doesn't so, make it. You
1: know, you know, there's uh, a bunch just, of guys, I already said, it, I don't know how Ed feels, but I already said, there was a bunch of guys at the end, like six through ten, seven through ten, especially. Mm-hmm. It could have been any number of guys with the four or five or six that I had in the honorable mention, really. If we're being honest, you could switch any of them, and it's an argument, so mm-hmm. it is what it is. I just, he's off my list.
2: I actually respect you not putting him in because of your hatred for him. I think, <laughs> yeah. I think it's funny. Yeah. And like, these are subjective lists. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's just the rage will continue, you know, like the conversation is always going to be there. It's always going to be like a fluid list. Um, Cause there's going to be newer guys that some people want to include, you know, and um, if, you know, There needs to be some universal criteria with like, we need the stat, man. We need Zern on this because Zern Mm -hmm. can give us some sort of, you know, criteria and then everybody votes and like, we actually did this at my place. Like what? Like it was a while ago, at least over,
0: over 10 years ago. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, And like we
2: had this whole like criteria and I think Macho Man ended up coming out on top. So right.
1: Sounds right
2: it goes on so, and on and on and like respect, well, man
0: i do want to go through Zarin because you mentioned him and he had his formula and um you know he went through a sort of a one to ten scale five separate categories send the comments if you want to check it out my man dropped his top 30 <laughs> yeah, um he also believed rick flair is the uh all-around goat according to his calculations and um he was using more of a strict sort of formula much like i felt like i was trying to use which makes you turn your back on certain guys you love mm-hmm. and um mm-hmm. you know i looked at uh, a lot of these guys mm-hmm. lists though and most had the same 7 to 8 in their list there was a few guys that stood out like zern had kurt angle in his top 10 of all time goats number 8 um which is you know i it's understandable i don't see it that way but that's what makes it subjective
1: Dude, it was I hard like... for me to keep Kurt out of mind, you know, mm-hmm. like it was very hard. So, like, I get that one. Even Brain Marvel, I, I think, mentioned it, and it's like Kurt Angle not being on the list. And it's like, yeah, you know, he's he was undeniable for those who watched.
0: Yep, yeah, absolutely. And a new, I guess he's a new subscriber, I don't know. Tides of Sulphur CB chimed in, and he also crowned Ric Flair the GOAT. Um, a lot of love for Ric Flair, and understandably so i think it's once again you're arguing semantics with some of these guys and once again you have to go through your criteria just a few more lorenzi um he chimed in and he had guys like kurt in there as well giant baba mick foley and christopher daniels straight out of left field straight out of his maybe the all-time indie goat sorry (laughs) yeah
1: he's 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 up you know he's in the conversation ring of honor legend impact legend yep yeah Um, Patrick, he hates
0: goat lists general because of how subjective they are. (laughs) I understand that. But um, when you do crossover errors, that does make it difficult. That was his point. He hated to side with me, I guess, because he felt like I was honoring the idea of the episode, which is crowning a goat unbiasedly, trying to separate the heart from the head. If I could, though, I would like to agree with these guys. Like in my heart, Bret Hart is the goat he's the greatest of all time but i think what i was starting to like gear towards was greatest career accolades things like that and when you do think you know when you crown and you look at guys uh, crowning achievements and you start to pick it apart it's it's difficult you know because hogan was decorated i mean you could go to flair yep
2: um and like you know all these guys saying flair is the goat sure mm -hmm. like i'm cool with that you know what i mean like if you start throwing out like weird names like Seamus and stuff, I'm going to have a problem with it. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I think that Hogan, Flair, like Savage, if you want to say, like, I think there's plenty of guys that are interchangeable. I think it's just, it's always going to come down to some sort of subjective. It's going to come down to what era you grew up in, like what you watched, what you saw. You know, like, there's a whole generation of kids that listen to this. That think we're idiots for not having yeah. John Cena number one, straight up. Yeah, straight up. You know, and like, I think that's fucking
1: laughable, honestly. Oh, bleep your like, hold your yeah. ears, kid. Hey, here we are. I want to uh, point out one thing though nobody's list, been. nobody's list had Roman Reigns except John Boyce. Yeah. So I He's don't know. Zern, I don't know if he made Zern's top 30, actually. I shouldn't. He, <laughs> no, did, he not. did not.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> which is, which is once again, frozen I, in time. Have, what are we doing it um what are we doing it for if we're not looking at the whole spectrum of like then now you know forever yeah, then forever, and now. Then forever. <laughs> yeah i mean I'm uncle, uncle vince
2: uncle vince still got you you know he's your benefactor we get it he's still got no you I, the, uh... I i i followed the criteria you guys <laughs> kind of strayed from
0: your own criteria we didn't like. because <laughs>
2: we when <laughs> it comes down to it in our opinion two out of three of this show, said that Bret Hart is the greatest to ever do it. Period.
0: But in your own criteria, you said that money and drawing was very important. It so is. How, would you
1: have Bret Hart? Over, wrestling didn't draw. That's why Hogan's on my list. And wrestling didn't draw at that time.
2: It's the old Diesel again, conversation that the, the business was in the shitter when Diesel was champion. That's bullshit. Look at the roster. I love Mike Rotundo, but when IRS is your top heel, it's. It's not yeah, but the decent. thing is they will come for the hot act, right? And Bret Hart Bro, you I'm know sure that wrestling has like been Hulk cyclical. Hogan. You know that wrestling has been up and down. And sure. it was the eighties, the cartoon shit was coming to an end, and that's that. You're you're gonna say that's Bret Hart's fault. No,
0: but when you're the man on top and business is great, you should be given your flowers. Bret- when you're the man on top and business isn't great, you probably have to hold a little accountability, right? that's how it sure. Works.
2: sure was Bret Hart having fantastic matches every single night did he yes. do everything the WWF asked him to do did he fight fucking Jean-Pierre Lafitte and all these other mid-card guys Hakushi etc he gave the 1-2-3 kid a world title shot like he was the sure. super company WWF champion The business was down that has nothing to do with as Hulk
0: Hogan says, and he said it in 20 years too soon, the superstar Billy Graham story, which you should watch. uh, Hogan said it. It's a direct quote. People don't pay money to watch technical wrestling matches. They pay money to see stories and
2: spectacles. Yeah, because Bret Hart certainly wasn't a good storyteller. You're right. Just saying they don't pay money to see wrestlers.
0: They pay to see, you know, the stars, and that, that's okay. Hogan's opinion. Yeah, Bret but Hart's not a storyteller. Maybe you know it was right? true. It
2: never, he didn't. No, Bret Hart never. You're part had a your part of your criteria was drawing the mo- draw. are you? You're saying Bret Hart wasn't a good storyteller? It was a great EC3 control. EC3 control your narrative, bro. Go ahead. Just saying don't you guys stayed from Bret, your own criteria. We didn't. didn't. It I doesn't did fit with your opinion. And you have a problem with that, as you always no, 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 do. No, 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 no. You get baby mama energy when people you, don't agree with energy. you. John, I've been friends with you for over two decades. That <laughs> We don't fight because I never call you out on this. That's <laughs> why we you... never argue, because I don't care, because I know how you are. But you're not going to fucking convince me that me and Frank putting Bret Hart at the top is wrong. Sorry. I oh, think no, no. he's the best wrestler to ever lace boots, and you, you guys should have just kept it at my favorite wrestler. He's, but he's, he's not, not my favorite. My favorite. I Eddie think Red Hart's not your is... favorite. He's not Frank's favorite. No, not mine. go I'm ahead, not Frank. Sure.
1: Yeah, Eddie would be tops. You know, I kept Eddie yeah. back. You know, if it was just my favorites, you I hear what you're saying. John boy. Shawn Michaels, yeah. come on now. Yeah, I did. Yeah, but yeah, Shawn I Michaels. That. Shawn, Shawn, Shawn Michaels like uh you know do to an entire like. Audience of people, what Eddie did, you know what I mean, to this day. Influential.
0: Sure. But I mean, we weren't gonna let, you know, the bias hold guys out. That's why he's in
1: the honorable mentions.
0: <laughs> that's fair. You gave him the little the little mention at the end.
1: I oh, mean that's great.
0: Look, this the debate will rage on. Um in 20 years, Roman, you know, I don't know, we will probably be tops and somebody will be coming for him, his crown. <laughs> the
2: debate will rage on, but I just want to know that <laughs> I just want to noted that two out of three of us said that Bret Hart is the greatest.
1: According and to your none, criteria, you went in a, and none criteria. in the comments said Hogan.
2: Was, I didn't, it, by the way, I didn't go against my criteria. Everybody in the comments, I, it doesn't fit Flare. with what you like. So you're just spinning it as you want to. No, 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 no. I saying, think that wait, Bret Hart did it better than anybody.
0: You mentioned promo ability, drawing yeah, he power. Could, he could talk. Which is, is he better than Hogan in both of those categories, would you say? No. So in-ring work is the main thing for your list and personal attachment.
2: Not personal attachment.
0: Wow. Drawing power, promo ability. We got to score one more matches. for the holster. Sure. In-ring ability, matches, sure. you know. But let's, charisma, let's crown, Hulk,
2: let's crown Hulk Hogan as the greatest so we can move on, John. So, look, I'd rather you crown Bret Hart as the greatest because, all right, you know, so just I'd like to agree club, with you guys,
0: now. but he's I just couldn't do it. Laced,
2: he's the best ever lace boots, period. It is Bret Hart's the greatest. Deal with it. Deal with if it. If you don't like it, I don't give a fuck.
0: We'll make your own list. Well, I think, um, you know, uh, over a hundred people spoke on Instagram. It was very mm-hmm. tight, actually. And Hulk let me Hogan. guess, Imagine they voted Brett Hart Hogan. Hogan.
2: there. Oh my goodness! Imagine that. <laughs> what was the vote? What was the final tally? It was yeah. like thirty-five percent times did you to vote thirty-three
0: percent. I, oh, I did not, not vote. That's inconclusive. Inconclusive. But You did vote for Brett, and I counted that vote. Thirty-five mm-hmm. percent to thirty-three percent. Hulk Hogan, Flair got a little bit of the votes, and then other got like the other remaining percentage. But
2: John Cena. it's tough.
0: I mean there are people that believe Cena. There are people that I believe know. Edge. There are people that believe Christopher Daniels.
2: Um and I'm and I'm, and I'm cool, Kenny dude. Omega. Yeah. The great thing about being human, man, we're all different. Yeah. And we all have our own brains. But no one that you know, no offense, Ed. I know you're listening. You put rock number two. Tell me I'm wrong. Like, come on. What are we talking about? Let's come on. What are we talking about? You do your list, I'm gonna do mine. <laughs> He
0: had best the best
2: there is, was, ever will be. He said it.
0: He did say it. But yeah, the, the, I'm uh, I'm in hot list. already. I'm fucking
2: sweating already, man. Come on.
0: Episode 50. We waited for you to wrap it up. So, we're, you know, episode 100, maybe we'll revisit the goat list with a very strict criteria by our Roman Zern. We'll get the stats all together. We'll crown Macho Man again, probably, because let's be honest, he, he kind of checks all the boxes.
1: A top 100 list.
0: Mm.
2: 100 <laughs> list for episode 100 geez louise <laughs> we'll definitely need mike for that because i'm calling out
0: <laughs> in 50 episodes you never know man somebody new might actually jump up into that top 10 there's guys like uh you ever hear Cody in a year? in
2: yeah. a year somebody's gonna do this Yo, who,
1: punk yeah. with his all right
2: uh, well, yeah, punk. 15th
1: aw title reign <laughs> or whatever.
0: yeah yeah the debate will rage on but That was episode 50. For here, episode 52, we are speaking about another arguable goat, another arguable greatest of all time, the reflection of perfection, the man of the hour, too sweet to be sour, the ultimate entertainer, superstar Billy Graham. Duke, this would have marked his 80th birthday, just Mm. shy. We lost the superstar last week. And you mentioned it at the top. um, He's a guy that has his retractors um he has you know a lot of people that have spoken out against you know his personal choices and whatnot I don't think I'm going to get into that I don't really think we need to get into that because we're just going to kind of talk about his influence on the business we're going to kind of highlight some of his big moments and uh for anybody who you know feels the need to get in on some of that stuff about superstars personal life if you want to get into the story surrounding the controversy lay it in the comments that's all you you're free to do that but um yeah let's get into it. Because it is, um, like I said, this was almost his 80th birthday. It's very relevant right now because, you know, wrestling's at a time where it, you can get a little bit of everything in AEW. Um, WWE's trying their best to stay entertaining. But Superstar definitely changed the game when it comes to what was, when was Bruno Martino, you know, working the mat and, and just kind of no frills and things like that. Billy Graham ushered in this other era of sports entertainment, which, for better or worse, some people love it, some people hate it. But do you guys remember your early memories, like of seeing the superstar, seeing any footage or any kind of match you might have caught or anything like that as a manager, commentator?
2: Go ahead, Frank.
1: Well, me personally, it was just, I caught it obviously way after the fact. I didn't see Superstar doing anything live right so everything was in retrospect um and really catching when, like when my maybe when my hogan hatred was kicking in and realizing he was such a fraud for just copying this dude that's pro- probably when i became aware of superstar you know to be fair um you know so yeah a lot of it was just watching wwe documentaries about the guy you know what i mean when i was collecting all their dvds and looking back on stuff then so it was interesting it was definitely had to go back and dig for him so you know it's definitely a blatant ripoff of so many guys that you know you see today and it's funny it's the, his legacy is it's truly like you know long lasting because you just see it it's like watching this old footage of him and you think like me jumping in you watch like a feud with dusty and you just think well could dusty could talk it's just what it was at the time but it's like not till you really see him and wwf stuff with bruno and these guys and you go oh and Mil moscrest and you realize oh he was a different dude you know at that time and there wasn't anybody like him so definitely pretty cool yeah duke the promo skills i mean the whole persona
0: inspired guys like dusty jesse hogan obviously triple h steiner so many in between what was your earliest memories of seeing the superstar
2: yeah i mentioned that at the top like i I didn't get to see him wrestle my first. um, I guess the first time I saw him was when he was with Morocco as a manager at, was that WrestleMania four? Four. Yeah. Um, You know, he put Morocco in the tie dye and he dubbed them the rock, which is pretty funny, but uh, yeah, I just had no idea who he was. You know what I mean? Like, i heard some commentary of him and um i thought he was good on commentary so it's interesting that um i do come to find out what happened there why he left uh but anyway yeah i just knew him as a manager so um and then you know like frank you know you go back you get hooked on this thing called pro wrestling and you want more and more and more and you go back and like educate yourself on the business and like um you don't realize like the impact that this guy had. Like it's, it's incredible, honestly, like, you know, like you mentioned Hogan and like, sure, like Hogan took from him, but then Hogan in the NWO, like he took from him again, you know, mm-hmm. like those pants, like those were superstars pants, like the tie-dyed like pants and like the black in the beard. Okay. And, you know, it's just, insane man like what he you know his legacy on the business like it's it's kind of crazy because i feel like he doesn't you know the common fan i feel like might not even know who he is and i think that exactly. that's tragic yeah. like frankly you know like all these people that are watching wrestling now like aew or whatever it is like roh new japan like this guy was a big deal Mm -hmm. And he influenced a lot of guys that you watch even still today, Mm -hmm. like Seth Rollins. Tell me he's not influenced by superstar Billy Graham right now. Like this incarnation of him. you know,
0: pairs the charisma, the flamboyance, like uh, the Boas, like you mentioned with Hogan, the Boas from the tie dye. Mm -hmm. Um, Anybody listening, once again, you can go back and watch 20 years too soon. That's on Peacock. See a glimpse of his career there. See his influence Um, on there. You're going to see stuff. This was really cool around his 2004 um, Hall of Fame induction. He kind of got back in good graces with the WWF. And there was a segment where Shane McMahon's kind of looking at him with like stars in his eyes, telling him mm-hmm. he's the man that started it all. Yep. And it's like a just ultimate show of respect. But, um, Frank, I we mentioned, um, I think it was on our GOAT list episode, but I was talking about Piper and how hard it was for me to kind of like analyze his career because of the stops and starts that Piper had. superstars another one like that where if you see his career there's a lot of kind of um stops and starts, gaps mm-hmm. and he was kind of his own worst enemy according to some people, but yeah. You feel like um and Vince did make a comment like if he would have just stuck it out and you know mm-hmm. not left it. Do you think that he could have maybe been amongst those top 5 that we hear about all the time?
1: Seemingly, I mean, like, listen, I didn't watch it ha- as it happened, so everything I'm seeing is just in documentary in that form, but, like, he seemed like a top guy. You know, he was the champion. He lost the belt. You know, he seemed like he still could have been there, and, you know, whatever decisions he made l- resulted in him leaving, and then coming back and with a totally different gimmick, which I think is where it gets weird for him, right? And it's just no longer... And I've heard him him even talk about it, like, tell different variations of the story, you know, but ultimately admit he shot himself in the foot with that character you know what i mean and it's not something yeah. he really enjoyed doing i guess i guess he wasn't in the greatest space mentally yeah and it's a shame because the comeback is just like a martial artist with no hair and you know like a black goatee or whatever beard it's just was so different from the superstar that it's a shame and then he was really never that guy again he tried to bring it back and his body just wasn't there anymore you know so it's just it's a shame because I would I would have liked to see what happened cuz like Duke said people don't know who he is. I I, I bring him up all the time, you know. I show people pictures of Hogan and him side by side and they're like minds blown, you know, mm-hmm. by the idea of there being a Hogan before Hogan, you know, and it's a shame. But yeah, it ultimately seemed seemed like it was career uh suicide in in ways. Yeah, Duke you mentioned Seth Rollins like the colorful
0: personality that um he tries to put out there but superstar was he had that it was larger than life but like it was believable i think he yeah. believed his
2: own hype and that's where we get disconnected with seth right or me yeah and it's problem. i mean authenticity you know we talk about that all the time like um rounds is doing a character you know like billy graham we i i mentioned this in like the um the goat list um like when someone's original like that just means so much in the business because like nobody is, you know, Um, the guy that many crown, you know, the greatest of all time stole somebody's name, mm-hmm. made it better, made it his own, but like facts are facts. And like superstar Billy Graham stole nothing. The only thing he stole was Muhammad Ali's like little yeah. mm-hmm. shtick. And he would straight up, like he would quote, Lyrics from songs, like straight up, Mm -hmm. you know, like he would just read lyrics from songs. But like the tie-dye, the bleach blonde hair, like his look, like the super jacked up look, which wasn't really a thing. Like you know, a lot of these guys. Bruno was a built dude, but he was very like natural, you know, like Mm -hmm. just that bulky dude. But like he shredded like Arnold Schwarzenegger bodybuilder dudes. Like he was one of a kind, and um that that dvd whatever release, the 20 years too soon it's aptly named because he was he was vince mcmahon told him because on that dvd he's talking to him. he's like man you were just you know vince knew his dad was wrong too like mm-hmm. all due respect to bob Backlund, but like was that the right move because we we kind of after that head into this like sports entertainment thing and like yeah yeah and like superstar was like damn like he was crushed you know Mm -hmm. because he felt like he had something and it was just taken away and he's a human being man you know like what happens when you guys lose your jobs or something bad happens you get sad you get depressed and like yeah unfortunately like you mentioned frank he kind of you know got low and shot himself in the foot and That karate shit and then like you Hmm. said exactly that's exactly what happened he came back and he just couldn't he couldn't do it anymore his body his body gave up because of the just constant abuse you know Mm -hmm. from himself so
1: it really is crazy too how like when you look at the stuff and there's like there's nobody like him at that time Like, Mm -hmm. nobody like him. Now we see him, and he just looks like a pro wrestler, right? If you don't know, you see this Jack guy with colorful stuff. He looks like a pro wrestler. But it's so odd going back to that time. You're like, wow, this guy really sticks out. He really feels important, even if he wasn't the greatest wrestler. You know what I mean? Which he always, you know, admitted. But he was still capable. I was watching, you know, some match stuff. You know, and it's like, he's fine. You know, he's no worse than what a guy like Hogan was or something like that, like, later Mm -hmm. on. So, you know, it's interesting to see that. And, like, the charisma, because we'll talk about it, like, when we get into, like, any of his matches and stuff. But, like, when it's him and Harley Race, it felt like a, it felt like those were two of the top guys in different yeah. ways. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it felt like these are the two top guys. Like, and it made, yeah. it impress I was just impressed by how much I actually liked Superstar, like, talking on the mic. Because, you know, it's just old time, and everybody's like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, people who say, like, Bruno's the best, you know, you try to make me watch a Bruno match, it's like, good luck, you know? And it's like, and I'm very open-minded, But with this guy, I found myself like, oh, wow, I'm intrigued by a lot of the, you know, footage of this guy, especially in a time when nobody else was even colorful. They were dry back then. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned um, when he beat... um, would he be for the wwe title i'm brain farting right bruno Bob Backlund. bruno no when he no, be, oh, when he beat bruno Backlund but when, beat yeah Bob Backlund beats him and then you see cut yeah. cutting promos and you're like dude this is the guy yeah i right. have the belt for years like after yep. superstar you know what i mean yep. like it's so insane yeah um yeah but yeah i want to
0: mention too not, not only influencing guys like personas and stuff but you come to find that he's technically the man responsible according to the the lore or the myth but bruno um billy graham superstar billy graham is the man that kind of introduced that brother into the world of wrestling mm. like calling guy's <laughs> brother mm-hmm. and it's it comes from um like he was into the, the you know ev- evangel evangelical sort of you know christian whole thing there and he started calling guy's brother hogan yeah. obviously took that from him and took that to a whole other level <laughs> but um he had that word caught on and you know bruno uh superstar is a guy that sold out Madison square garden, the Mecca time mm-hmm. and time again. And like we said, his career in life was not without controversy, but I do want to talk a little bit about, you know, his, his life and his legacy. Like we were saying, you know, we'll get to the end when he kind of came back with that martial arts gimmick. Cause that's where it gets very sort of like, it's a little bit of a downer once you get to that point in the career in the timeline
2: of superstar. But yeah, he's Real a guy quick, before you, Can I just real quick about the main event thing? He actually says like his words, he said, that's like his biggest accomplishment that he, that he, you know, in his career, um, when he was on top, they sold out 19 of 20 main events in Madison square garden. And that's crazy for like that time. Mm -hmm. And he, he always said like, that was his biggest accomplishment. So I just wanted to mention that before we kind of got away from it.
0: Yeah, you're talking about in the mid-70s, pro wrestling, bringing 20,000 people roughly into Madison Square Garden. 19 out of 20 times to watch a pro wrestling match. Yep. I mean, that's pretty pretty amazing, I think.
2: Now that's like a Monday night, you know? Uh, yeah. But like, from right. that time, like, it's pretty nuts.
0: Yeah. The superstar, Raised in Phoenix... Did you guys um, find it fascinating the early times where, you know, he was lifting with Arnold and kind of had him as a workout buddy and sort mm-hmm. of, you know, it's crazy how he rubbed elbows with so many legends from all different walks of life. But yeah, superstar Billy Graham training with Arnold Schwarzenegger at one point, then training with Stu, Stu Hart, the man who trained superstar uh, in the dungeon. And he didn't seem too thrilled about his uh, now quote <laughs> his coaching, wrestling yeah. training there. Right. Yeah. He Definitely said he got like beat he, up. He, he got stretched. stretched.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah but I mean,
2: say. who would have thought though, right? I th- I think that is just, I'm already like enamored with this guy, but then, you know, you're telling me he trained in the dungeon. I'm like, what? Like how cool is, <laughs> you know, like how much cooler really? can you get, dude? You know what I mean? Like, I just, I think that's so awesome. And then uh, when he left there, i'm sure you guys heard this but he gave Stu three colored tvs <laughs> when he left do you know about this frank no so as a gift for training you know Stu trained him he gave him three colored tvs so they ended up getting repossessed because he took them from the holiday Inn and <laughs> gave them the stew heart Jeez. vince mcmahon actually told that story
0: yeah that's classic man uh, it's crazy because Stews just seems so timeless. Every time you turn around, you're you're hearing another story about the Hart Dungeon or the Heart family and Stu Hart. Stu Hart, you know, been around that long to go and train superstar Billy Graham, who's insane. You know, <laughs> I know, right? Almost 80 yeah. years old. You yeah. know, yeah. it's wild. But um, yeah, so Christianity was a large part of Billy Graham's life on and off. He, you know, he claimed himself to be a God fearing man, eventually got his name from Jesus Christ Superstar. He took that moniker and I thought that was a cool little detail, but, um, and we his watched this and his music yeah. and we watched a, um, starcade, I guess it was starcade 85, our first episode, the big bang big
2: bang. Yep. Yeah.
0: And on that card for uh, NWA starcade 85, there was an arm wrestling attraction with superstar Billy Graham. And it's so weird because his timeline, it drifts in and out of WWWF and NWA, AWA he began with, but, um, Frank, like the arm wrestling stuff. This was a large part of his early career too. Like the, the attraction being an attraction.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was definitely, and it's sort of, it's, it kind of goes back to kind of sad to see where he ended up. You know what I mean? Going back to that stuff that put him on the map, you know, he just became like this kind of special attraction because he couldn't do anything else at that point. But, um, you know, definitely cool like backstory i love a story like that too where you see a guy come from you know meager you know beginnings i guess you could say and then become like this larger because like he's an arm wrestling guy then he was superstar billy graham you know like top guy of the world and it's just like i just think it's cool to see the transition and a guy become his own thing at that time too when all these guys were so bland and it seemed we talk about politics and wrestling now, but like back then it had to be even crazier because guys were holding the strap for seven years at a time, you know what I mean? So to see something, somebody like him, a flamboyant guy, become like top dude, I guess you hadn't seen that in like a very
0: long time. Yeah. Duke, he works with um, Pat Patterson early on. He credits him in a major way with a lot of his, I guess, success learning the business and things like that. Um, I know you, you're a big fan of Pat Patterson, but it's strange because he, he idolized Pat Patterson, even Ray Stevens, he mentioned, who's like a lot of people say is one of the greatest wrestlers mm-hmm. to ever really exist. But Superstar never had that style. He went
2: the total other
0: way, you know? Yeah, and it's just interesting.
2: Yeah, I mean, really, you know, what do you need really? Like the fundamentals, you know? He had the fundamentals and then what you can't teach is what he had, you know? Like, Frank, you mentioned it, like, You watch him and you're like, you just get lost in him, don't you? Mm -hmm. Like, it's kind of crazy. Like, because he's, you know, he's balding. It's the Hulk Hogan thing all over again. He's this balding dude, you know, Mm -hmm. like, but like, you're like, man, like, you just stare at the television when he's on. It's, it's kind of nuts. And, um, he also, when he spoke, I always felt like he had a lot of fun. Did you guys catch that? Like, whenever he was talking, like, he would always, like, kind of mess with the commentator, it seemed like. Like he would like kind of like smile and stuff. I always thought that was really cool. And you mentioned the Starcade thing. I even mentioned it when we uh covered that. Make sure you check that out. Our first ever episode, The Big Bang. But like he was on a card with Ric Flair. No. And like what could have been, you yeah. know? And like he <laughs> even cut promos on Flair. Like you can you can see them. You can look them up and he talks about you know, like the ten pounds of gold which Flair had back then. But uh So safe yeah, to, to say, like in.
0: you know what Shawn Michaels did for Ric Flair at the end. Do you think Flair could have carried him to a, a pretty decent match even then? Or
2: not? I think so. I mean Flair worked with I mean, I'd love please, no disrespect to like Nikita Koloff or the Road Warriors, you know, but I mean Ric Flair would get like classics out of like Road Warrior Hawk, like during a great American Bash Tour or like uh, you know, Nikita Koloff, Lex Luger, who I love mm-hmm. again, but like, you know, not known for his technical ability. And like, you know, I'm sure Flair could have made him look like a million bucks. Who knows? Who knows how battered he was at that time. Right. You know, mm-hmm. like if he could have done press mm-hmm. slams, you know, like Flair always did in all of his matches. Mm-hmm. But damn man, I think about that a lot, you know, like a great what if yeah, it's a great it could, what if. Yep. And Dusty oh, yeah. was there, too. So, I mean, yep. they have um, history. And Superstar have, yeah. said that uh, Dusty's his favorite opponent of all time. So, again, it could have been cool, but, yep. you know, whatever.
0: He was winding down, was Superstar then. But but early on, like, I do want to get through the fact that working in Me- uh, Minneapolis, working in Tampa, he broke the mold being a charisma machine. When he got to the WWWF, Bruno was on top. And that was, like we said earlier, that was the land where Bruno was running amok as a sort of a no-frills mat technician. You had an Italian hero who was, you know, it was just very sort of, I guess, um, by the book, you would say. And then you get the sizzle of the flamboyant superstar Billy Graham who comes in, takes the title in Baltimore in 1977. And for all intents and purposes, it seems like it was like this magical, mystical spectacle. And the crowd... When you look at it and when you watch the footage it seems true like this this crowd is something else in this match and it's very it's very much real to them back then still yeah. they had this hero but superstar you know he won the title putting his feet on the ropes just Another amazing thing,
2: real quick like yeah you see that a lot through history the foot on the rope thing like yeah, I don't remember seeing that a whole bunch in 1970. Whatever you know, when you go back and watch, like, there wasn't a lot of that. So even that little thing, how many times did Ric Flair win like that? You mm-hmm. know, like putting his feet. Like I just the littlest things, like everybody took from this guy. It's insane.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, super common now. Every yeah, every match, every heel does it every match now. Yep.
0: Yeah, and this was like the unofficial end of Bruno era in the wwf yeah it was the last time he would ever hold a, a world title and uh this would set the trend for where the business would go you had sports entertainment happening before your eyes and for better or worse like i mentioned in frank you're admittedly a fan of the work rate fan of you know the in-ring ability as am i but then there's people that the casuals will call them or the people that appreciate that entertainment side so When we say, like, you know, the audience interaction and you can't deny, like, that the entertainment does bring something to wrestling. Imagine, I guess, for you as a fan of the work rate, like, what if it just continued without a guy like Superstar and we had, like, Bruno, Bob Backlund, and we go into, like, the wrestlers' guys. Do you think the business is what it is ever?
1: Because you might not get Hogan either, right? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because... If it doesn't turn into like the, the sports entertainment thing that it, you know it became and Vince popularized, I guess who knows. I mean, without superstar, we probably don't get there. Is is that better or worse? I don't know, right? Because I think the NWA was always going to do what the NWA was doing, so we would have still had that dusty, you know, Ric Flairs of the world coming after the superstars or that Bruno era of WWE, WF. You know, so like I still I, I don't know I I probably would have still found something to love and it probably would have just been like I would probably would have been an NWA guy more than whatever they were doing up there with Bruno. Bruno kept the title for 14 years straight or something like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, or Bob Backlund was the guy without a superstar in between to like sort of change the game up. Um, yeah, who knows where the business would have been? It's definitely interesting. Look, I like I I appreciate those aspects. I I grew up loving the WWF and all that, so like I do. I have a soft spot for all that, but I don't know. I probably would have just been a hardcore wrestling guy still, you know, without the superstar generation.
0: Yeah. And we mentioned the inspiration on Hogan who admittedly saw superstar as a fan in the crowd said he wanted to be just like him. Those Mm -hmm. are Hulk's words. And it's like, man, if Hulk didn't see superstar, I wonder what inspiration Hulk would have drew and what kind of guy he would have been. You know, it would have been a totally different Hulk Hogan if yeah, You know, if at all,
1: if we ever really got home. I found it funny where Superstar talking about like seeing Hulkster. Was that what he was saying? And that where he was like, I saw yeah, this he kid saw him in the, the uh, Yeah, <laughs> I was like,
2: dog,
1: are you kidding? Yeah, I think he was. And... I think he was working us, <laughs> <his> brother.
0: <laughs> yeah. But I mean, the whole presentation, like the we Garnier, mentioned, the color. Oh, they are. All of them, right? But oh, the yeah. colors, the boa, the promo delivery, just the whole presentation. You had Jesse as well. Jesse Ventura uh dusty hogan all these guys who were amazing talents but they were almost clones at some different point and that stuff just can't be denied jesse especially right
1: like jesse's almost like a copy for copy (laughs) you know it's like he just didn't get to the heights of hogan or you know even superstar i guess did but uh yeah but jesse especially when you look at their stuff you're like man even how he became a commentator and then adam was good at it and entertaining at it too you know but Yeah, what a clone. I do think though like these
2: guys were influenced but I definitely think like they took it and changed it and made it their own like because I do for sure Jesse 100% like the the fringe jackets, you know Mm -hmm. um, the tie-dye, the long earrings, like stuff like that but I definitely think he became his own dude though Mm -hmm. Um, and Hogan obviously became his own dude like but you know, you can't deny like the blatant thievery, you know, yeah. like the pythons, like he got that from yeah. him, you know, like,
1: yeah, I, like the measurement, believe... the arm measurements, yeah,
2: yeah, like. And Hogan says, like, on the DVDs, like, well, I think his were 22 inches, brother, you know, like, yeah, I call that. Has to, he has to get his shit in, of course, you know, but oh man, it is crazy how, you know, Macho Man again with the tie-eyed, but like, Macho's pretty damn unique. You know, yeah, 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 um, yeah, It's just the influence is there for sure.
0: Yeah, being a like, um, like yeah. being a transcendent wrestler, like we said, that means you change the business and superstar. Yep. He did that, and yeah, like, for
2: sure. Like without him, I definitely agree with you, John. If that's what you're saying, that the business is not the same. Like, right? I mean, imagine if we don't have Hulk Hogan. Mm-hmm. Like that's, and we don't have the
0: greatest of all time. It's crazy yeah, and, to think about, and
2: like. <laughs> And like, you know, I don't, I love good matches too, but I would, I'm, I'm probably a sports entertainment guy that might shock people. Cause I seem to be a grumpy old man on here a lot, but <laughs> I do like, I want a story behind the fight, you know, like I'm probably 50, 50, like I can't just tune into some indie show and watch two guys fight for 20 minutes. And like, I need attachment. It's just Everything that I'm into, like books, movies, shows, whatever, I need great characters. And, like, you know, even Superstar, when he was a manager, was a great character. Like, he's like, he gets injured and then they show him fighting back and, like, he falls and, and gets up by himself, you know, like, he was just always a character. So I definitely think that without him, the business would be different. Who knows if it would yeah. be better or worse but i think different for sure
0: and the louder the better type of thing back like that was um rare like i said you had all these vanilla guys and Mm -hmm. for him to come in with the colors and be like louder and the physique which was insane for that era even for like today's standards definitely but that physique he was a specimen you know how he got there that's that's his
1: business but um well he openly talks about it right like he yeah he was the steroid guy before that was like super common. You know, it is -hmm. what it is. Um, you know, and it brought a lot of heat onto the WWF eventually, but you know, he, that's the way bodies went after superstar. You know what I mean? He
2: said straight straight up too. He's like, I love taking. Yeah, exactly. He straight up said that, like, Mm -hmm. I love doing it. Yeah. I mean, his body
1: showed it. You could see he's a freak show. You know what I mean? Like, it's (laughs) like, like you mentioned Duke Bruno, it was a jacked. He was like an actual like gorilla. You know what I mean. Yeah, like that yep. the way he was built. But there was something about it. Still felt like neighborly. You know what I mean. Like a guy yeah. you would see just like a jack. Yeah, like a dad. Guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Jack dad. But then superstar had that the, that physique that we've all learned to appreciate in pro wrestling. Yeah. Those jacked up scumbags. You know, <laughs> and he was he was that. But you know he he looked good. Yeah,
0: and I think with superstar, um, you know he had like we said so many interesting stops and starts but i do want to talk about that like it's a legendary encounter if for nothing else it was considered the super bowl of wrestling the orange bowl and you had what was labeled and what was pitched as a unification match between the nwa title versus the worldwide wrestling federation title at the time the wwf two out of three falls harley race versus superstar billy grant and at the end i'd like to you know Give some people a couple matches to go out and check out if they want with superstar but this is one that's just so it's it's just almost sounds like um like mythological like a fable that this match took place it turned out to be a draw but um pretty wild to have this match take place in nine. i think it was 1978 this happened
1: mm-hmm. definitely the coolest thing i when i was like getting into like all this superstar stuff that i saw because unless i love Harley harley because harley just has this I don't know his aura about him. You know, he just feels so legitimate, you know, mm-hmm. but I will say when he was standing next to Superstar, you're like, who's this dork that Superstar yep. is about to take? You know what I mean? Like when you say and I don't get that vibe from Harley because he feels very legit. You know, anytime I saw him across whoever, you know, I always felt like, man, Harley Race is a badass, you know, and he's going to do. It. But with Superstar, I didn't get that vibe. Superstar really kind of made him look like a fool just in physique. And then just his mouth. Harley's obviously a very slick talker too, you know, in his own way. But seeing them go at it, it felt like a heavyweight fight. You know, it felt like Muhammad Ali versus whoever, Sonny Liston, you know, and like it, it made it exciting. It made me like, I was watching, I was working out, watching, you know, like them at press conference, like, you know, going at each other. And it was like, man, I was like, I'm like jacked for this match, you know, what I mean? and it's 50 years old or whatever how great was that
0: uh press conference by the way you guys can find this on youtube it's the super bowl wrestling harley race for superstar
1: but how cool was that press conference and just the the build-up felt like it felt like a a championship fight you know and like i love that aspect i mean it gets me right away
0: and harley race i think duke is like um if we ever do that list of Once again, subjective, but like top ten coolest wrestlers. Always Mm -hmm. get Scott Hall mentioned. But I think Harley Race low key was just a super cool dude.
2: Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. And once again, a guy that doesn't really look so cool. Yeah. You know, like kind of like Arn Anderson. Like I think Arn Anderson's pretty fucking cool too. And he's always looked like he's fifty. Um, but yeah, like once again, that charisma of Billy Graham, man, like. Cause we love Harley race, you know, like uh, another guy retrospectively that I've gone back and watched. because again, when I started watching Harley, he was older. He was the King. Like, yeah, he he couldn't really move like he used to, but you go back and watch his old stuff. You're like, Whoa, like, wow, this dude was the shit. And like you mentioned, John, it sounds not real. Like Mm -hmm. that would be like AEW and WWE having the, a joint, event and MJF faces Roman Reigns to unify the titles. That's what it would be. Yeah. Just to, you know, put it, yeah. you know, out there as, you know, in today's terms. And um it was incredible. Like you said, like the the press conference, all the lead up. Once again, that's storytelling. Like, you know, cause you're getting into oh my God, like these are the two best. Like and then they talk you into the building, obviously, cause mm-hmm. superstar, who did it better? And yeah, man, that contrast of styles is super cool. Like that usually makes for like a neat little match. So yeah, man, yeah. like two of the all time greats. If you guys don't know Harley Race either, please like do yourself a favor, man. Cause like that guy, once again, I don't know that we're where we're at without Harley Race. Mm-hmm. No, one of the That's... coolest interactions I ever had, I actually like was blown away that i got to meet harley race like i was mm-hmm. really That's a cool one.
0: yeah, yeah like
2: blown away by meeting him i
0: regret not not meeting him so many of these guys man have come and gone i, I would have loved to meet harley yep. never got the chance yep. um but it's cool when you do see gordon sully interviewing these guys before the match and harley's got the suit on billy graham looking all you know flamboyant in his gear it was just it felt like these were two men fighting for a prestigious prize mm-hmm. and it, it just i They took it so seriously and nowadays this is what we lack if nothing else like it's just hard to duplicate i guess um because a lot of these guys maybe it's just us they're younger than us you know it's just i look at harley though and superstar i don't know how old they were in that in that 1978 but they look like two men fighting for a prestigious Mm -hmm.
2: prize Mm -hmm.
0: but yeah Yeah, and that's what you want
2: like you want a believability you know we talk about all the time, like the authenticity, the, the, you know, like you want some plausibility, like I don't want to watch and like, feel like, you know, wrestlers aren't actors. I get that. That's why like, you know, a gimmick will work, but a character not so much because a gimmick is just you like turned up where a character, like they're asking you to be something that you're not and like, that's why all those stupid ass gimmicks in the, in the nineties failed. Like, Hey, you're going to be a plumber, pal. You know, (laughs) like, no, dude, like that's not how it works. And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, nowadays, like these guys are just acting and badly, quite frankly, a lot of them.
0: Yeah. I do want to mention that also, uh, superstar Billy Graham and Dusty Rhodes, that feud, you, you said it, dude. he names Dusty as his favorite opponent ever did Billy Graham and they had a series of matches in, in Madison square garden versus dusty. It was the Texas death match. That's one to go back and watch. This is something you could sink your teeth into today and be entertained. The fans were literally like hanging on every move, a brutal encounter. I think that still holds up young Vince on commentary, Texas bull rope match was another knockdown drag out, you know, first of its kind in the WWWF. So dusty and, and, you know, Billy Graham locking up almost seems Illogical as well, but Dusty's been around forever.
2: Like you mentioned, like mythological, like because I don't think of Dusty as a WWF guy, you know. So, like, you mentioned that, and I'm like, what? Like, they fought, like, Mm -hmm. what? How? Like, Dusty was there, you know, way back in the day, and like they were a team too at one point, which is also crazy. Mm -hmm. It's just the dude had a really like interesting career for sure like everybody that he the arnold thing training with Stu, like Mm -hmm. rubbing elbows you know being a team with dusty like of all people like it's just nuts being a preacher in the midst of all that yeah exactly
0: yeah you know um the whole life that he lived it's very Mm -hmm. interesting but the the moments like are the moments in wrestling i think it's what i always talk about creating i put a lot of stock in that I think Superstar and Dusty together created so many of them. Frank, do you feel like, um, you know, because Superstar was an anti-hero, for better or worse, a heel, but, like, the fans did sort of appreciate him and maybe, like, was undeniably cool underneath it all, and kind of like today, right? Sometimes you just can't help cheering a guy. Yeah,
1: sure. I mean, I think back, like, we already mentioned, like, back then, they still felt it was real. So I think there he he was still always going to be a heel for a lot of those people, you know. But uh especially against the guys he's going up. Cause like I have up the match with Mia Mascaras right now, you know, in Madison Square Garden. And it's like, you know, the crowd is they're eating out of the palm of his hand, but they clearly hate his guts, you know, mm-hmm. still. So like I don't know. Like I, I don't know how I would have felt back then, you know. Um, but I would have probably thought he was cool. You know what I mean? Like I see this guy and it's just like the selling he's doing for these dudes, you know, and it's just so, so, t- such a different thing. So, like, I don't know, I don't, I don't know if I would have been into heel superstar. If I would have, I probably would have been a Mil Máscara's guy, and all these guys going against him at the time, and learned to appreciate him later, you know. But um if it was today's wrestling, I think he'd be a super, a, a big star. He'd be like CM Punk, you know what I mean? To the crowd, half mm-hmm. of them hate his guts, and half of them love. Or him.
2: like MJF.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like or an MJF,
2: exactly. A guy that they're like looking for a reason to like mm-hmm. him. You yeah, remember exactly. when MJF was kind of like yeah. flirting with yeah, and yeah. the like he had the crowd, like, and even like as a heel superstar is like, you know, you watch him get in the ring, like he's like kind of slapping heads with some people. Mm-hmm. Did you guys catch mm-hmm. that? Yeah, so, yeah, like, I do I... think that, God.
1: No, I was just saying, I just think it was something like these people hadn't seen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And that's they may have been he may have been despicable, but they were just like, but it's such an attraction.
2: Exactly. He was so cool that they were like, you know, like Vince mentions it on the DVDs, like maybe they were ready, you know, like we'll never know.
0: That's what I was. That's why I was bringing it up, because Vince does that have that comment like they they weren't ready, but they were like kind of clamoring sort of. Mm -hmm. Yep. To like like the Rock, you know that's a perfect example. Yeah. I think. Yep. He was. I would say but...
1: as well, and when Harley and Billy Graham had that super match, they were both thirty five years old. So it's like probably in the prime of their careers. Yeah. Yep. Having that kind of match, you know what I mean? Like it's not yep. like one Crazy, was an old man. man or whatever. I just wasn't sure. I, Harley always felt old to me. So, but no, he was thirty five yeah. years old. Yep. You know, thirty five at that time. So that's that's kind of like a prime time matchup. That's what you dream to see right and that would have been like Austin and Goldberg totally different
0: personalities but Yeah like yeah but in their yes. prime you know they yeah. were about that age 34 35 Yeah just
2: imagine you know like insane Crazy. Yep but um,
0: yeah, I know the superstar he has said that he wasn't too happy at all to drop the title to Bob Backlund which is what ended up happening he actually said it was devastating he took a time he took time off headed back home to Phoenix got into some dark times admittedly fell in pretty you know some bad drug use fell prey to that stuff and in 1982 he spent some time uh, competing in japan and then adding some martial arts techniques to his repertoire Mm -hmm. he came back he had the full bald look and he was portraying like we said the martial arts thing he was trying to reinvent himself but this didn't connect it was stripped down he stripped away the colors the flamboyance and the fans i think missed that Mm -hmm. and um what do you guys think about because you know, Jericho gets a lot of props for reinventing himself. Taker was a very was very good at that. So many guys are able to kind of reinvent, but but Billy Graham, I think it didn't connect. This version anyway.
1: I mean, you know, and, and the ways that people are like learning from Superstar and using all those things to benefit themselves. You could learn from him and like in a way yeah. maybe not to pivot, you know, yeah. and like <laughs> if it ain't broke, don't fix it, type of thing. Because yeah. it reeks of like like WWE fans today would be like, oh, this is a Vince move, right? Take away all mm-hmm. the charisma and flavor, bland them up a bit, send them out there with some generic gimmick. And But when you hear, no, no, no this is actually this guy's own idea, you're like, mm-hmm. man, what a bad move, you know? And it's a shame, you know, because you like you mentioned, took away everything that made him stand out. And, you know, and he's still a jack guy and he looks tough and all that, but it's a little harder to believe that some guy doing, like, kung fu moves and stuff, you know, all of a sudden, when you, you knew him as this flamboyant megastar, you know? It, it's a shame. He was thinner, too. He had lost some weight. Yeah, yeah, he did. You know, he was still in sure. great shape, though. He still looked yeah, like yeah, impressive, you know? But he wasn't that jacked-up monster anymore. And You know, odd move. I'll never understand it, but...
2: And you wonder, too, like, what he could have done if he just, yeah, stuck you it know, out. stayed on course, like... Who knows? Cause his body was beat up, yeah. but you know, he could have like maybe had some memorable matches with Backlund as the superstar, not this. Cause that dude is just brutal. Like, mm-hmm. honestly, <laughs> like when he, when he comes back at that, as that mess, like even his wife like was embarrassed for him, you know, <laughs> yeah. like it was just brutal. It's a shame that he, you know, felt that way, especially when so many people, like looked at him as like you mentioned shane mcmahon like still as an adult like looking at him like with such grace you know like oh my god it's a superstar it's too bad it is and
0: um i was digging around trying to find matches in that era of you know the martial arts the karate master i guess superstar billy graham he had the he had the grand wizard with him he's uh i found something where he's fighting a guy named barry hart in 1983 in the wwf and um man to watch a whole match with superstar in the karate master gimmick his movements everything it 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 didn't it didn't resemble the superstar at all like he went to, he totally zagged and it's just yeah. it's it's interesting to see that um like you guys said something wasn't broke and uh he did eventually go back to the bed to the bone tie-dyed colorful superstar and the fans appreciated it. they embraced him yeah one of the many times he tried to kind of revert back time was kind of catching up to him. Like, unfortunately he broke his hip. He destroyed it, needed a replacement. His body was breaking down, but then he had another triumphant return. He was out there kissing babies, getting great reactions, but
2: (laughs) he realized quick, real quick. He did. Did he do the karate gimmick in the WWF and then left and went back to NWA as the superstar again? when did he yes when did he he become
0: sorry yeah no so in 82 83 is when he had his quote-unquote second run that's when he did the karate master gimmick and then he left in 83 to return back to awa and have his third run with the nwa from 83 to 86
2: and then there he even says like in some of the promos like talking about cheap imitations Mm -hmm. and if you if you ever catch those interviews like He kind of says, like, yo, these guys are stealing my shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, here's the real one right here, you know, like, follow me. I thought that was interesting.
0: Yeah, he did some really interesting stuff with um, Kevin Sullivan, Army of Darkness down there, and it was uh, in Florida. Oh, in
2: Florida? Okay.
0: Yeah, and um, it's, it's just, like you said, all the different chapters of his career. But he even got to work Pedro in 1983, again, like as Karate Master. Billy Graham it's just weird Mm. he could you know he wasn't that old relatively speaking either for a wrestler in those times but his body was really breaking down and um you know he felt like he was past his prime by the time he returned again in 1986 to the WWF um, eighty six to
1: eighty nine is when he fi- finally. He's only his mid forties, you know. You know? And like you would feel like he's a guy like in his mid fifties, the way he was broken down. So yeah, that. especially when you see guys today wrestling still, or how we saw Flair go into like a crazy age, or even Hogan. Yep. You know what I mean? Was Hogan was still moving around? That match with the Rock was considered a good match, and that yeah. was he was old. You know. Yep. So to see superstars so far gone at how old was the Hulkster
2: when he fought Rocky? Oof, so that
0: would have not- been. Yeah, that would have been in 2001. Was that um, WrestleMania 18? Does that sound right?
1: Sounds close. Okay. He's, yeah, so 60, means... He's 69 right now, so 22 years ago. So he was almost 50. Okay. Yeah, yeah he was 50. close to 50. But Superstar was already gone by then. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. His, whole, his hips and all that. Work. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah to your point, Frank, like he, he was 44 years old when he finally, you know, called it quits in the WWF anyway. and. Currently, there's guys like Chris Jericho and JJ Styles mm-hmm. who are out there mid 40s yeah. to 50s with Jericho
1: wrestling as if they were 30, 35. Like, we talked about it on here. I think like being 40 years old for a lot of guys, that's the prime nowadays. You know what I mean? Like you could hit mm-hmm. 38, 39. and It's like your prime. You're fully established as a top guy type of career mode, you know, so to Roman be almost, Reigns is 38. Yeah, exactly. So to be on the best stuff of, of his life yeah to be almost out of the game by then it's like man dog. cody's
0: 38
2: and he's still chasing that big
1: mm-hmm. like, <laughs> like kenny, isn't kenny omega saying? 40 or something like kenny Omega's
2: well King? cody hasn't paid any dues john that's
1: true <laughs> right
0: yeah. yeah uh no it is it is crazy to think about the age and it, really it's 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 sort of um i guess revealing just the the damage superstar did to his own body Yep. With a lot of things. And um, he did do that work with De- with Don Morocco as, as the manager. You mentioned it, Duke seeing him first like that. Me as well. Whether it was, you know, VHS tapes or magazines. You would see him with Morocco with the tie-dye. I never
2: liked Morocco with the tie-dye. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I, I wanted you... to. Mm-hmm. Because of Superstar. But I, even back then, like as a kid, like seeing Superstar, I thought he was super cool. Yeah. But like morocco and him it just didn't work for me brother
0: yeah and um it didn't last too long he didn't feel as though superstar didn't feel as though that's where he was you know at his best mm-hmm. and um yeah it was technically uh butch reed who gave superstars last wrestling match age 44 mm-hmm. in st louis and um he has tons of surgeries that followed and billy did do some work as a commentator but um you know I, I don't like i said i don't want to mention any of the downward spiral stuff that happened people criticize him con man that he didn't practice what he preached as a as a christian i'm not going to get into any of that but i feel like if you go into the stories and and some of the controversy it's kind of fascinating because like he he was always somehow back in the good graces of Vince McMahon and the McMahons and it's it's cool to see Vince who he seems to be a guy that's able to like forgive guys if it's, if it's right for business and Vince got choked up, whether you believe it's genuine or not. Yeah. Talking about superstars like impact and um, you know, he did take care of him on his way out. Even now uh, superstar just passing, like he, he was under a legends deal again, another five year contract he signed in 2019 or 2020 or something like that. So despite all the stuff and there was a lot of bad blood, you know, Superstar always managed to get
1: back this into good graces. Dude, I remember Superstar trying to sell his Hall of Fame ring on eBay. Yeah. Like just years ago. Just remember yep. Superstar Billy Game because he was so, you know, butthurt with Vince or whatever. I think Vince yep. was just ultimately a mark for the guy. You know, yeah, like yeah. He genuinely, I think genuinely, genuinely was a mark for the guy. The way we forgive every – Lie out of Vampiro's mouth, you know what I mean? <laughs> and it's sort of like I feel like Vince was kind of like that with this guy, just like whatever, you know what I mean? Like he he loved the dude clearly.
2: He he yeah. did, he did, he though, because I don't know if he loved him because on oh. the DVD, yeah, yeah, Billy Graham says, I love you, man, and Vince says, Thank you, it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, that's true, that's true. I my heart hurt if you've Billy. ever been in a relationship and you've you've let your walls down <laughs> and you tell somebody that you love them and they don't say it back Yeah, Cor- even worse Cor- they Cor- say
0: thank you, that's, it's thank you. <laughs> that's even worse
2: yeah Come I on, mean man. Vince you know obviously Vince gets a lot of shit but like I've heard numerous people say like and believe me Vince McMahon had no reason to be good to that man like, yeah, yeah. he dragged he him hard. yeah. very yeah, <laughs> um, Vince Vince you know looked out for him he even you know he felt bad when he had to fire him you know because he just couldn't do anything like even as a commentator like his body got so broken down he couldn't travel anymore you know he tried with a manager he tried being a commentator and unfortunately you know vince just couldn't keep him on the payroll i mean i'm i'm sure he could have but you know business is business Another unfortunate thing, real quick, about this Mm -hmm. DVD is that John Cena is on it. (laughs) And did you guys hear John Cena's comments? Um, Well, I I was trying to get
0: by his, he still wasn't completely out of his thug. Yeah, yeah, that's uh,
2: exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, he was in thug mode. Because now John Cena speaks like this. He's very well spoken. (laughs) But on this, he has the cringiest
1: ultra vulture
2: bullshit like, oh my God brutal
1: dude The worst. and like
2: i'm not even like a cena hater
1: but like holy shit dude that's my thing like i'll forgive you right if you want to talk yeah. to a hip-hop guy or whatever because that's who you actually are in your yeah. heart or whatever and it's like fine but don't do a movie then you're saluting everybody for the next six years you know, eminem just still like... talks like that exactly yeah exactly culture yeah. vulture so um
0: yeah, the, whether it was what with Billy Graham coming at Vince during the steroid scandal, he was the he was the man trying to take down the whole, you know, the whole um, yeah he was world of the WWF. But you know, uh, Billy did talk about leaning back into his Christianity during the time, and he begged Vince to accept you know his apology. And I feel like he you know, and he even said he repented for a lot of his mistakes. For whatever reason, these guys, not just superstar Billy Graham, but these wrestlers. At least those old school guys, they look at Vince like some kind of god, and it's just yeah, it's it's like mind blowing because he's just
2: a man, you know what I mean? But I think it's like a father figure. That's what I think, or you know, like I, you know, Billy Graham didn't have a good dad. Like he talked about it, his dad Mm -hmm. would whip him. Like he couldn't even walk, you know, as a young Mm -hmm. kid. So Mm -hmm. like, I think that's definitely there. I think you know, Brett. We we never talk about Brett Hart on this podcast, but he's he's mentioned like you know he always kind of cared what vince thought you know and you know that's your boss you want to please your boss but at the same time too like it's vince mcmahon dude like that that guy is like the owner of the company you work for he created what like it or not he created what is happening right now like without vince like we're not doing all Mm -hmm. this so i get it like you know no, but the way he about, spoke
0: about Vince it was yeah. like you said he looked at him like with such affirmation and um, yeah
2: it's a it's the father figure thing i think a lot of these guys have with he, Vince
0: yeah he looked for that pat on the back from Vince though and like you said he he yep. he professed his love and he got a thank you he got yeah. that back <laughs> and that hurt my heart for superstar oh
2: i know well, at least he hugged him.
0: Yeah, no, look, I think Vince just, he did seem to care about, you know, Billy Graham. And Vince is
2: like an awkward dude. Not everybody goes around saying, I love you every five minutes, you know? Right.
0: But um, I do want to mention, it was March of 2004. Duke, we were there with our roadman Zern, WrestleMania 20. Great regret, I think, I have in my life, not going to this Hall of Fame ceremony because this Mm. is when Superstar was inducted, controversially by Triple H, who a lot of people didn't want to be the one doing it they didn't think he had enough i guess cred to be the one to induct superstar but another guy who took a lot from him and and was influenced by him and i think that's actually if you watch it it's one of the better inductions and speeches um, from that night and, and for all the hall of fames but yeah it was way back when in 04 when superstar went into the hall of fame and in november of 2015 he the superstar announced that he signed a legends contract like i said so he was still getting taken care of, getting paid. He renewed that contract in 2000, actually it was 2021. But um yeah, I think, you know, 20 years too soon. That's it's aptly named like you said, Duke. You can see a real rare glimpse of of Vince I think showing a little bit of a genuine side when talking about superstar. He was, he wasn't fully bitter at this point when these these comments were aired. It's like Vince seemed to still love wrestling and what guys did for wrestling now I don't think he could care less about its history or his lineage it's a shame but it was cool to see this stuff and see at one point that you know Vince still had respect for everything Mm -hmm. and um you know but but yeah superstar Billy Graham May 17th just recently he did pass away multiple organ failures just three weeks short of his 80th birthday which would be this week that we're celebrating it and um We wanted to spend some time talking about him. I think it was it was warranted. Duke, I know you said we got to do an episode on superstar. And we were like, Yeah, like we all love superstar. Like we we know, you know, four or five of his matches right off the top of our heads, but there's a whole other story that we need to revisit and get into. And and this was fun to talk about the superstar. In nineteen seventy-three, he was voted most hated wrestler of the year he had the match of the year back-to-back years in 1977 and 1978 versus Bruno and then versus Bob Backlund. Mm. So, you know, back then it was just all about that reaction, all about that crowd, all about that um, big fight feel. Like you said, Frank, they had that ability to kind of like hype you up before that Harley-Grace yeah. Billy Graham match. It was really just another time, but I think it it could be put into today's, pro wrestling world and i think it could work i don't think there's anybody like him currently that i can think of that you said seth rollins do, but obviously he lacks the physique and he lacks Mm -hmm. the the power i mean superstar was killing people with bear hugs there's really no one like him you know
2: Mm -mm. now and that's like we always talk about the uniqueness of of somebody like to say one of a kind like that's you don't get to say that a lot in wrestling. I can think mm-hmm. of like a few, you know, that were really one of a kind. And, you know, at that time before he was emulated, he was definitely one of a kind. He was um doing, like you said, Frank, what nobody else did, you know. And uh, I just thought it was important to the history of professional wrestling and to um you know, to our audience to show some respect to this guy that paved the way for, you know, all the guys that we talk about now. Like, you know, when we gave our favorite list of all time, <clears throat> when we gave our top 10 lists of all time, which I'm sorry I got heated, guys. I love you all. <laughs> um, But like, you know, some of my favorite guys were like clones of this guy, you know, like mm-hmm. Ric Flair. Hulk Hogan, Macho Man, like, they are all directly influenced by this guy, you know, um, and then... How about the for, greats... uh,
0: for Duke, or I'm sorry, for Frank, like, you started watching WCW like, 97, 98. Scott Steiner was in full Superstar mm-hmm. Billy Graham mode. We didn't really yeah, mention no. Steiner, but, like, you didn't know at the time that this guy yeah. was... Yep. Exactly. Like, emulating. A
1: clear rip-off. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, the, he even the called of, yeah. himself Superstar yeah, at yeah. that time. That's... Yeah, that's it's right. very clear. It's funny to think, especially with the Jack physique, because that's when he got into that, like, weirdly jacked face. Scotty, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he was always yeah. Crazy Jack, but then it was, like, freak muscles, you know? Yeah. It was like, yeah, you really, are, you really are trying to be the superstar. It's, it's odd. It's funny looking back.
0: It's funny seeing, like, a guy like Hogan or Dusty Rhodes or even Scott Steiner. Like, they were kids once. They were teenagers. They were young men who looked up to a pro wrestler it's no different than now guys who looked up to Shawn michaels or bret hart whether it's dax punk the young bucks so many guys emulate their favorites and it's just going on and on and on Shawn michaels emulated rick flair like the generations of wrestlers so i wonder the kids now the young men now like the teenagers or whatever i wonder who they're looking up to and saying like man i want to be just like that guy because you know who knows it could be um could be Seth Rollins. It could be Kenny Omega. It could be Cody Rhodes. It could be whoever. I don't know. Roman. Um, It's just really interesting that these guys were once young and they took to Superstar so much to model themselves after him. He was that influential.
2: Yeah, and like some of these wrestlers, you know, like Shawn Michaels, um, Steve Austin, I'm pretty sure. I mean, just a few off the top. Like they say Ric Flair is the greatest of all time. And Ric Flair got some of his shtick from Superstar Billy Graham. So what does that make him? You know, it's just yeah. kind of insane. Yeah.
0: It is. Um, this has been fun, though, reflecting on on Superstar Billy Graham. If you guys, you know, if you want to go back and watch some old matches from Superstar, obviously check out the Harley race match, the title for title, the unification match. It's an amazing spectacle. YouTube has it in Cliff's notes, but you do you will see the press conference. That's super cool. Um, it's a great, great, great quality footage too. You got to watch Dusty and Superstar Billy Graham. Whether it's you know their battles in MSG, the Texas Bull Rope match, get into that stuff. There's so much more. Obviously, check out Bruno Sammartino and his battle. There's a there's a lot of great footage of, of Superstar Billy Graham throughout the internet, and I think um, nowadays you can get your hands on it in in many different ways, WWF network, the Peacock, they don't have a ton that's accessible by, you know, just by a click of a button, but seek it out, seek out some superstar stuff. This has been fun talking about superstar Billy Graham next week. We're going to be talking about King of the ring, 1993, 30 years later, June 13th, 1993. Uh, King of the ring used to come around every year. Duke, you and I would be stoked to talk about this tournament. It used to mean a lot. It used to be a stepping stone, they can't seem to get it back, but are you guys pumped to
1: talk about King of the Ring 93? Should be sick. I mean, it'll be a lot more fun than the late, latest King of the Rings that we've been having for the last decade or so whenever they decide to squeeze one out. So, yeah, I'm, it's exciting to watch a good one.
2: Hopefully it'll be better than the one that we were there for too, Frank.
1: Nah, that, it will I be. Believe <laughs> that was,
2: I believe that was the last live WWE event I went to.
1: Mm. makes that a lot of we,
2: sense. Is yeah. that when we quit the business?
1: May have, yeah, may have. I so I've that, no. no. Duke, I've you a few and I times went. I've been there. Oh, so.
2: we quit the
0: business. What happened, Miz? Well, and we, the it's actually in the main event? we didn't we didn't quit the business. What I did, I, I said to you, I said, you know what? From now on, anytime WWE's in town, we're going. I made this big proclamation, and then we went. Yeah. It was on the road to WrestleMania. Whenever Ambrose was fighting Brock Lesnar, and it was a horrible, horrible Raw taping. Or whatever. And I said to you, I don't think I'm ever going again. So okay. I went from, we quit the business. We
2: we went a long time. I, I really don't think I've been back since then for real. WWE.
0: Man, well, I went to Mania this year. WrestleMania yeah. 39. That's that's I, I know
2: I know you've gone back, but I mean that's WrestleMania. And I'll make my triumphant return for this next year's WrestleMania. But WrestleMania yeah, 40. Go and check out the superstar for sure. Guys, wrestling existed before the nineties. I'm begging for you just to show some respect to these legends that paved the way. I'm, I I understand you like wrestling now as it is. I do, too. I love pro wrestling in all its forms. But you got to go back and watch some of these guys and girls that were trailblazers, literally, for the stars that you watch today, for the stars that your parents talked about. Go back and treat yourself. It's It's like watching a whole new show. You go back and find, oh, man, I never watched Lost before. And you go back and you start from the beginning of Lost and watch all the seasons. You can go back and watch an entire person's career now, you know, and do it because you'll enjoy it. I guarantee you.
0: Yeah, and we've enjoyed it. This has been fun. Next week, King of the Ring 93, who will be king, be a part of the coronation. A lot of great, great prime new generation superstars in this tournament you'll see your Bret Hart's, your razor ramones mr perfects so on and so forth we'll see you then this has been no soul superstar billy graham gone too soon i guess you could say 80 years he had a nice run but it feels like that man was going to live to 100 he he dodged death a million times yes and he, he was sure just did. he was awesome and this has been fun 20 years too soon check that out on peacock go back and watch the superstar billy graham Make sure next week you join us, King of the Ring 93. We have Talk Elite coming, talking all about AEW, the world of AEW. Frank and I tackling some of that. We got Coliseum Classics. We're going back in time to watch some of those old videos. It's We got a lot going on in the world of wrestling. I think it's going to be a fun summer. And, uh, yeah, this has been fun talking about the superstar. For the East-West Connection, that's the bottom line. Because no, no soul, soul said so. Said so.